I just feel like at this point, we shouldn't have to keep having this conversation. Your, your work is subpar, and it keeps getting worse by the day. And it's not like you have school anymore uh, to use as an excuse. And listen, I understand that you're having marital problems, what with your erectile dysfunction and whatnot. And I know you confided in me, and I'm not trying to throw that back in your face, but I, I realize the strain that that can put on a marriage. I realize it like I can imagine it. Nothing I've ever experienced as a real man, but like I imagine a lesser man such as yourself having to deal with that. And uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to have to deal with. Um, but I need you to clean it up, and it starts with tonight's stream. So when we go live, really uh, really bring it tonight, all right? I love you. Bye. Okay, Mom, Grant, I got to go. <laughs> Grant, just let me know when we're going live. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, guys, 15 seconds. Perfect. Thank you, 15. Um, Thank you, 15. All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. And five, Ooh. four, <laughs> ah. three. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Side Quest Side Sesh. All right, woo. It's Thursday night, and the feeling's right. We're getting into a new module, and things are going to get weird. <laughs> now you guys, man. <laughs> you know, I really... I really enjoyed the phrase erectile dysfunction and whatnot. That was probably <laughs> the and whatnot. The and whatnot. It's all the other problems that could happen in the relationship that you just kind of etc. Like what else could what else could it be and whatnot? You got a little far down the line and specific with that empathy before you quickly backtracked to say you could imagine it. You're like, I mean, I really know what that does to a marriage personally. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I imagine what right. I, I, I could imagine. Speaking from experience, I mean, imagination. You just said- Explain the difference between empathy and sympathy for about five minutes as part of the bit. That would be good. It's right about now uh, that Matthew regrets uh, agreeing to do the bit. I was like, just hold the phone up to your ear. And, this uh, is what I get. Hey, Matthew. Yes, sir. <laughs> Want to do a bit with me? Sure. <laughs> just hold the phone up to your ear. Exactly. Yeah. And don't right, do anything. Don't, don't do anything. <laughs> here we are. Ooh. And here we are. Just hold the phone up to, me, to your ear and just let me talk for a while. What, <laughs> else, what else is new? What's the worst that could happen? Uh, <laughs> like, it doesn't even feel like a stream tonight. It just feels like... Some weeks feel like they go by fast between these streams. Other weeks feel like they go by slow. This one felt like medium. Like somewhere between fast and slow. What do you, you guys? You feel like it was just yesterday we were we were streaming and beaming. We had a real Goldilocks zone with this week, Troy. Yes, it truly is a Goldilocks sesh. Uh, Goldilocks what? Sesh. Zone. zone. Goldilocks. I said Goldilocks zone, and then he screwed it up, and he said Goldilocks. Oh, sesh, I switched it. To which sesh. doesn't make any sense. <sighs> but Goldilocks zone is a real thing, and I said it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, with tension like that to start things off, this is going to feel like a fucking eternity. So, yeah. Yeah, now this opening has a real uh, erectile dysfunction feel to it. <laughs> failure, failure to launch. Oh, and a light went out on my end. Holy oh. smokes. Wow. Oh, look, tell, your, tell your friends for the highest level of professionalism in streaming. Glass Cannon Network. The Glass Cannon Network. <laughs> At least we still are streaming. 
Skin of our teeth. Would we call this streaming? I mean, is that, it's like is that what we're calling tape around our equipment? <laughs> I mean, your mic falls over while you're talking. I'll just be like oh, twice no. every hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How have you not gotten that fixed in 16 weeks? It's been on my to do list, but I always remember it. Like when Grant's like five. Four. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to San <laughs> Note to self. <sighs> uh, yeah, it really is a wing and a prayer. It's going to be nice to get back in the studio, but I do like these uh, these home home streams, home recordings. It's kind of nice to finish and not have to drive an hour or uh, yeah, just just be just to roll over and be in bed. That's kind of fun. Yeah, or sleep where everyone was just eating their dinner before the session. <laughs> <laughs> On the same couch where Grant was crushing some Middle Eastern uh, platters. <laughs> Dude, food uh, flying everywhere. <laughs> the falafel place I found right before lockdown is incredible. It's right off of the exit, off of the GCP, and they are so nice, and they give you so much food. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Those Arisa, are baby. Impressively That's a fun fact. The highway bowls. that goes right past the GCP office is the GCP. Uh, mm-hmm. The city was fun nice fact. enough to name it after our our company, yeah. our launching <laughs> yes. podcast. It was uh, that was a fun day. It was nice meeting Mayor De Blasio. That was that was. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer at the point in my life where I like judging food by uh, good portions. Have really good portions. No, no, no. <laughs> I it's need actually, less portions. It's excellent on top of, of the portions. They Despite. Get, it's mediocre food, but they give you a ton of it. <laughs> I mean, that is Grant's number one criteria. I've never. I've never been in white sauce. It's great. Kind of. I have never been to, uh, to uh, a lot of uh, fast food dining restaurants, including Carl's Jr.'s Hardy's Cracker Barrel. Uh, oh, you never been to a Cracker Barrel. Never been to a Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel's a good time. I've never been to any store? of those either. Sizzler. Uh, I've never been to a Sizzler. Oh, uh, Cracker Barrel's great for the people watching, man. It I is. think yes. I've been to a Sizzler. I've never yeah. been to a. I've never been to a Taco Bell. What? Oh, come what? On, Taco Bell. What? what? You know, a Taco Bell? No. Yeah. You better run here. for the border right after this you, app. You yeah. gotta think outside the bun, Matthew. My dad disallowed it. Your dad wouldn't let you. Oh my was, god! My dad is a chef, and he was like the he. I, I don't know. At some point, he had learned something about so their supply chain. You he was lived like, with never. your, you lived with your dad in college. No, but by the time I got to college, I had absorbed his prejudices against against the uh, shitty supply chain for their meat products. That's what college is for. That's what college is for. Festival. You wouldn't know to follow However, a friend of mine just made a homemade Crunchwrap Supreme, and I was like, I was like, what do you call this? And I, he was like, a Crunchwrap Supreme, and I was like, no, no, what is it actually called? And he was like. A Crunchwrap Supreme. That <laughs> is a Taco Bell creation. But he sent me the recipe, so I'm going to make it at home. Mine is it's, uh, it's really fabulous. I'm a cheesy gordita crunch man. Uh, the wife is a Crunchwrap Supremer. Uh, you know, we, we the only thing we've ordered out during this entire stay-at-home order has been Taco Bell. Because my <laughs> wife demanded it. And I like to add refried beans to my uh, cheesy gordita crunches. Mm. My wife jalapenos. is... My wife always, when we do taco night or fajita night or whatever it is, always creates her own cheesy gordita crunch. She's just, we, we don't really have like the thick bread, like the pita bread that they have, right. but she'll take a soft tortilla and a hard one, melt the cheese, and then stick the soft to the hard. That's so good. See, yeah, so what, it's next what, level. What defines a cheesy gordita crunch? 
So you it, have like basically an outer. It's I think it's the same thing that's on their chalupas or something. I, all of Taco Bell's ing- uh, recipes are the same thing, assembled differently. <laughs> yes, but it's it's just a soft <laughs> outer, puffier than like a normal flour uh, tortilla. It's like a pita almost. Oh. Yeah, a little thicker. And then there's and then- melted grated cheese in between this is, to adhere it. Joe, this is our our place that we used to go to right near your your old apartment. You used yes. to call this the Taco Loco. Yes, exactly. Oh, see, that's why it's so shocking to me, Matthew, because you ate so much Taco Loco, <laughs> and that is as bad or worse than Taco Bell. Oh, Taco I, Loco is amazing, by the way. Yeah, it I is. love it's, Taco Loco. Yeah, the quality of Taco Loco did never. The prices were good. And the them. Margs. Let me tell. Ta- let me talk to you about the Margs there. They, have Margs. they got. They got four different kinds of frozen marks. This is amazing. But the, the reason why I loved it so much is I kept on going to Tex-Mex places in New York City. And lo and behold, none of them had refried beans or arroz amarillo. Insane. <laughs> it's that always a drive Isn't that rice? fucking crazy. Isn't that arroz rice? Yeah. Yellow rice. Yellow rice, though. Skinny yeah. Yeah. Taco Bell rice. guy. Oh, man. I used to live at Taco Bell when I was in high school for a while when I was on the house with my parents. <laughs> no, I, I actually like. I would go there like every day. This is this would be my order. Literally, I would get uh, four burrito supremes uh, with extra sour cream, uh, two two hard taco supremes, and and two Mexican pizzas with sour cream added on top of them. Wow. Every day, that is what I would get. I can't I imagine. Giving, I, I never had your that weekly order. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, no, that's every day. And I weighed 145 pounds until I graduated from college. I was going to say, I can't imagine being that tall with that metabolism. Because you could take down four burritos and oh, eight gordita crunch. Yo, man, talk to Nick Sheldon. Like, Nick Sheldon was just <laughs> just in awe of my ability to eat stuff, like, just nonstop. I did my own grocery shopping because my stepmother complained. She's like, you're eating me out of house and home. And I was like, I, I was literally like eating through the entire, the budget for the whole house. So I started like, but I got my own fridge and I started like piling like food in it. And uh, I ate a lot of food. Can't do that anymore. My, uh, my, my, uh, not uh, my, my, sorry, my mom's boyfriend, not my stepfather or anything like that. Uh, uh, when I visited home, my mom encourages me to take anything I want from the, the kitchen However, I happened to grab my mom's boyfriend's big bag of M&M's to take home with me. And boy, he was Oof. furious. Oof. So I, I feel <sighs> you there. Those rare, rare, rare M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to find on the East can't, Coast. Can't get them in that part of Texas. <laughs> no, right, in Texas. Stepparents get very protective. Costco. They get very protective over food. <laughs> it's their one their one like uh, region that they have control over still when they enter into a marriage with new children right and it's my own I have my own food and I'm gonna protect it with my life damn it and I'm gonna yell at any kid who comes close to it eats it like I, I, hey man I know how it is oh uh. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's one thing that sucks about not being able to travel is I enjoyed trying the local cuisine in all the cities that we had our glass cannon lives. I mean, a Taco Bell for, in each city. First world <laughs> problems, but uh, I do miss like when we went to Chicago, going to uh, oh. the place that Pequods, uh, obviously mm. Pequods. But there was a place I went to solo because uh, I got in before everybody else. There was supposed to be the best burger in the United States. Oh, I yeah. feel like it's called La Chevra or something. You were in this place, didn't you? Oh, dude, it was... I'm getting it wrong, but uh, 
it was unbelievable. And that's what I would do. Like I, I land, I want to get the best, the best brewery in town. I want to get that food that you can't get anywhere else. And the one thing I've never had mm. in Chicago is the Italian beef. I've, I've always, cause I, I don't have enough time. It's like, I, I got to have as much deep dish until I vomit. So it's not like I can sub in an Italian beef anywhere. Cause I'm always still full from the pizza. <laughs> I went to, play, where did I go? It was like the purple pig or something. And I had, I was so sick. I, but I got in like the same night you did, Troy, but I, but a little earlier and I just went by myself and sat at the bar and I had an unbelievable plate of pork and it was, but I was so ill <laughs> and <Yeah>. so cold. It's <laughs> so, so cold. It's so it cold. It's called, uh, We'll go there next time. Ocheval. Ocheval. Um, speaking of, oh my goodness, we've started a new module Segment. and, uh, and things, Things really went off in role playing La La Land last week, as I assume they would. Uh, you, 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 you're met by this noble, uh, Nathaniel Lane, uh, L A Y N E. Uh, he represents the Tiburos family of uh, Nidal. You find out, and uh, basically, Lord Tiburos has a, an issue that's very private. And if you're interested, he sounds like he's got some money. He wants you to come. To, uh, to come to Nidal, meet with him and uh, in Nisroch, and then uh, you know, see if you're interested in the deal. So uh, the catch is you've got to hop on a ship now and go f- go across to meet with him in Nisroch. Uh, and so you agree. It sounds like uh, there's a promise of a good payday. Thousands of gold pieces uh, is all Nathaniel Lane could tell you. So you hop on this cog. And you head across Conqueror's Bay from uh, Wardle and the Mushfins heading towards uh, that amazing-sounding wharf, which uh, I'd have to look at the map. Nightbinder's uh, Wharf. Nightbinder's Wharf in Nidal. Uh, You meet a a colorful uh, uh, guard named Arnold Way. Uh, (laughs) And you realize the reason they had a guard aboard is that Lord Tiburos himself was in the cabin of the boat. Uh, not wanting to take any chances, he told you what the situation was on the boat and then basically said, if you want to do this, hop in that dinghy and take it to shore. We can't be seen with each other. He doesn't want to involve the authorities in this because he's a noble and this could affect his noble standing. What is this This we're talking about? His daughter. His daughter married a, uh, a rural baron. Uh, comes from a, a long uh, storied family out in Carpad in Nidal. And uh, she left a little over a year ago. They just had uh, a child together, and so she's been writing to them uh, all along. Uh, but then uh, over the last few months or weeks, uh, her letters took a, a different tone, like her husband had changed since the wedding, um, and that she was maybe even worried about him. And then her letters stopped altogether. Now, the dad is like, listen, my wife's nervous about this, but I understand marriage you have a child it's a lot it's a lot on both parents but maybe this this is what's affecting uh, the baron he's just overwhelmed uh I, I i'm more concerned that the letter stopped um so i will pay you for heroes five thousand gold pieces to go find out what the hell's going on with my daughter odds are you're gonna go there you're gonna find out she's okay and you come on back and uh i pay you i'm sure that's how this module was written. Um, so you agree. You hop on the dinghy. And you head in. You have to traverse uh, along the Usk River until you eventually have to get off and walk along uh, a road 
that runs just south of that river and takes you straight into Carpad. You get there and you see a city much different than Ravenmore. Stone buildings, wooden buildings, thatched roofs. Uh, Literacy. Literacy. (laughs) Yeah. An economy not solely based on hay. (laughs) Rampant literacy. I mean, (laughs) as far as we know. You haven't really talked to the locals yet. You know what happens when you assume. With any locals. (laughs) I didn't bring my flashcards. I can't prove anything. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) You see a a temple to Zon Kuthon, which... By the, at that point, you would have known that any of these cities were going to be Zonkuthon worshippers because that's what Nidal is all about. Nidal itself is run by the Umbral Court, uh, a court that says they answer directly to the Midnight Lord himself, to Zonkuthon. This is a uh, an area that is uh, intrinsically linked uh, to their religion, the worship of uh, the deity of pain and torment. So you see by that? By the way, it's pronounced Nidal. Nidal. Did I say Nidal? Yeah. Nidal. Last week I said Nidal. I think Anyways, he did, yeah. I did, yeah. Um, any shit. You start walking towards the manor house, and you see this, like, dilapidated shanty town, basically. And it's all fetchlings outside of the main town, on the other side of the river. And they're just kind of going about their business. They look at you maybe for a second and just keep going about. But you don't see anything besides... Uh, fetchlings. Any other um, ancestries besides fetchlings? And so you're like Kyle. Note to self. Um, perhaps Kyle. Yes. Um, and so you make your way to the manor house. I think we ended last episode with you. Dunk, 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 dunk. Knocking on the door. Let's go to roll twenty. Oh man. Let's go, Let's go to the videotape. Man. You ever like go to roll twenty and you're just as you click over, you're like, God, I hope. I hope Fog of War is on. <laughs> yes. Never happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have that oh, yeah. last second panic. I hope Fog of War. I belong to All right. There the four of you are. Raven, the Hobgoblin, Adjunct really? Instructor Maxine Vetro, a simple Adjunct Instructor, Karazor, a Knoll, and Alfonso, a whole lot of things. So many things. So many things. Too many, uh, sir. Jack this of all trades. Master of none. Master of none. This is a uh, good job on the fog of war. You like good that? Good job. I had a little it's symmetrical. It's tight. Yeah. It shows a, a nice thickness to the walls. I can thank see you. the walls. Well yes. done. I thank you. It, see if you feel that way uh, in an hour when I'm <laughs> revealing live. <laughs> the first, the pre-reveal is always tight. You're going, ah, look at that, huh? Uh <laughs> Dunk, 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 dunk. The door opens into Boroi Manor. Shagangangagoo. Gagangangagoo. Oh, All right, this is, we got a butler. Baron steps on Broadway. <laughs> uh, you enter or, or you look into a, a large antechamber uh, draped in the Baron's heraldry. You saw this uh, heraldry as you were coming in. Uh, a red bear, couchant, against a black sky with stars. Portraits of dour-looking nobles. You know, these, like, gothic, dour-looking nobles line the walls. And on either side of the entrance, uh, you know, if you, when you walk in, you'll see it better, uh, there are two <laughs> towering statues 
flanking the entrance. Uh, stern men with like long, straight hair. They look like uh, things in the crypt underneath Winterfell. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, the difference being one's carrying a sword and is missing a nose, and the other carries a whip and is missing both ears. Despite the damaged uh, statues, uh, the antechamber is better maintained than the outside of the building. If you remember, last time I said that there was bonfires surrounding uh, the uh, manor. Uh, torches all along the intersections of every street. And it's the middle of the day, and the bonfires outside of the building let you see that, like, oh, this impressive-looking manor from afar kind of needs a, needs a fresh paint of coat, needs some uh, Swanson's water seal. What is it called? Thompson's, Thompson's, Thompson's water seal. Swanson's water seal. It's definitely called a fresh paint of coat. Fresh paint of coat. <laughs> That's how uh, I got dressed every morning. Sorry, I had a Mike's Hard Lemonade with dinner before I <laughs> stream. Went that right to you for the night. Went right to the dome. Uh, I like to put on a fresh coat of paint before I put on a fresh paint of coat. Uh, I got well, like to make. I'd like to make it clear to the listening audience that uh, we have flanked the butler uh, from multiple <laughs> angles. So oh, don't multiple. try anything funny. Right. Before we said in- anything, we charged in the room and flanked the butler. Uh, Raven is inhabiting the, the same square as the butler, just to let him know who's boss. Always breaking the rules, It gets right man. up in his face. There is there is another rule in this game that when flavor text is being read, uh, the world pauses. <laughs> so you open the door, and the world stopped as this flavor text was revealed, and it felt like it ended. You ran in to the butler. Uh... He looks at you. It's a stern-looking man, not unlike the statues. Graying beard, dark circles under his eyes. He answers the door and is like, Hello! <laughs> How may I help you? <laughs> oh, this is going to be awful. Oh, <laughs> Greetings! We are travelers. We are travelers. We have come a long way. <laughs> to see the tapestries. From where? Oh, we journeyed from outside Magnamar. Oh, Magnamar. Here is this very nice this time of year. That's beautiful. Have you been? I have not. I am confound here as the Majordomo of Boroy Manor. Is that your is that your official job title? It sure is. Would you like to see my card? <laughs> it just oh. says Major Dema. <laughs> what is your What is your name, sir? My name is Laurentier. One more time, Laurentier. I'm sorry, there was there was what? a noise over here. Oh, that's all right, Laurentier. It's on the other side of the card. Alfonso <laughs> wipes the spit out of his eye. <laughs> you turn it over. It says Laurentiu. L a u r e n t i u. Laurentier. Majordomo ah. extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, forgive us for intruding, but oh, you are forgiven. We were uh, <laughs> passing through. Uh, we were uh, hoping to see the lady of the house if she was in. We have some business uh, with uh, with her father, Lord Tiberos, and we thought we might pay our respects. Oh, you would like to pay your respects to the mistress of the manor, the baroness, as it were. It is only uh, polite. And you say you are coming from Lord Tiberos in uh, Nizrock, no? 
Yes, well, we have we have some passing business with him, and uh, he's an acquaintance of ours, an associate. We have uh, served him in the past, and uh, we only th- felt it proper and respectful to greet his daughter, the and and his new granddaughter. No one from Nice Rock has seen yet. We'd love to see the child, the beautiful child. Yes, give Sorry. us the child. <laughs> I believe you are mistaken. It is a grandson. His name is Malek. Did I not say grandchild? You said, said granddaughter, you presume, my good friend. Oh, well. It's what, the sti- what, what, what is the grandchild's name? Malek. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Lolotier Mejadomo. Well, uh, yes. yes, we also would like to pay our respects and uh, honor the heir to the barony. You would like to pay our respects to Marek and honor the barony? All right, uh, come this way. I will take you to the sitting room and the baroness will meet you there. Too sweet. <gasps> Follow me. Allons-y. Uh, and he takes you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Follow me. Uh, he takes you down a hallway um, to the south here, and uh, like, come, come, oh yes! And you see that, like, as you turn the corner, there's a staircase uh, leading down that was sort of blocked uh, by a little partition. Um, and as you turn the corner, there's a long hallway with uh, several doors. And he's just like, "What is way?" And as you get out of the antechamber, you see that the. Uh, the furnishings aren't as nice, so uh, it kind of matches more what's going on on the outside. So they made sure to make the antechamber look nice, uh, but it goes back to being kind of uh, uh, not as well preserved um, as you get outside. Uh, and now keeping with this, up appearances. This quick angular turn, let's see if I uh, can make the, uh, the polygon reveal match Joe's standards. I'm sure <laughs> it is. Impossible! You could get a nomination for Best Polygon Reveal if you keep it tight. And the award for Best Polygon Reveal <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's, not it's not great. It's not uh, great. Seen... Yeah, the Russian judge didn't like it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I understand La La Land. It's going to need some little cleaning up on the edges and whatnot. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can do it during some sort of absurd Skid and Matthew role play that lasts a few <laughs> minutes. You can <laughs> tighten that up. Runs is this way. Come with me, allons-y. Uh, he walks you up to a door uh, here to the north, um, sort of the, the middle of the building, and uh, he's like, let me just make sure everything is set. And he ducks inside, and he's like, yes, come on in. Uh, and uh, you see a, a little sitting room. There's, uh, there's some armchairs and whatnot. Uh, it, it has floor-to-ceiling red wallpaper. Um, with floral designs uh, in uh, all done in gold leaf. Uh, there are armchairs of soft leather uh, surrounding a low glass table set with light refreshments. Looks like uh, cucumber water, uh, cucumber sandwiches and lemon water. Uh, there's a glass, wow. uh, glass chandelier uh, glittering overhead, uh, unlit, unlike the torches and bonfires around town. Um, and the room smells pleasantly musty, like an old library. I don't know about you, but I like the smell of must. Remember when those toys would only come up once a season around the holidays and they would smell like a little like mildew? I always liked that. Is that you just me? You had seasonal toys? Seasonal toys. It'd be like, you're not going to play with uh, Christmas S- Snoopy all year. 
<laughs> Christmas doobie only comes out uh, after Thanksgiving. What's that smell on you, Troy? Smell it. <laughs> It's, it's Christmas playing with Christmas Snoopy. It's June. What are you doing with Christmas Snoopy? <laughs> One more smell. Christmas in July. Uh, similar to the antechamber, and unlike the hallways, this room is uh, pretty well kept. Um, and he's like, uh, please uh, make yourselves comfortable. Uh, enjoy some refreshments. Uh, the lady of the manor will be with you shortly. And he uh, he takes off through the north door. How does he walk? Does he walk like yeah? And yeah, is he fast exactly or does he slow? And you know, he looks like graceful. an old guy. He's got this. He's kind of like a like an Adams family type lurch looking guy, but maybe not as tall. He has that kind of face, but he's very jovial. Uh, that's just the way. In the moment, I decided to role play him though. Um, well, now it's that canon guy, that all everybody is excessively French in Night All. Yes, yes, that was. I had to choose something. Uh, I'll go ahead and add uh, Laurentier, the butler, to your uh, little sidebar there, if you'd like to see oh, a, uh, man. a photo. Sidebar. Side sesh. <laughs> side Chris. Sidebar. Side sesh. Um, all right. So you're in there. Uh, do you uh, partake in the uh, lemon water and cucumber sandwiches? Oh, yeah. But of course. Alfonso of immediately course. eats a cucumber sandwich. Raven will surreptitiously uh, uh, purify food and water over it. Cool. He, he can really only do it to the water, to the lemonade, but he makes a little bit of a show to himself of imagining it feels better on the lemons anyway. <sighs> purify food and water. Uh, that would be an insult to the chef if he was watching. Yep. And then he adds a lot more salt and pepper. <laughs> you see, like, there's a, fo- there's a picture on the wall of an, a noble, and the eyes go, huh? <laughs> 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 uh. Uh, Can we do couple, perception? On the yeah, yeah. Do do some perceptions. Twenty. Ooh. Uh, Nineteen for Alfonso. Twenty-one for Braven. All right. So uh, you roll pretty well, and uh, you don't see really anything out of the ordinary here. Um, it looks uh, like it just hasn't been hasn't been used recently. So maybe they're not getting a lot of visitors. That's really all you could uh, surmise. Um, but yeah, it was it was set up like it had it was having visitors. You know, it could very well have been that uh, when they saw you coming, they got this prepared as you were uh, walking up the way just to be safe. Who knows? Um, mm. After a few moments, the door that little J walked out of uh, <laughs> opens, and a uh, woman appears. She is a uh, rather delicate, thin-lipped-looking woman. Uh, her features are almost bird-like uh, in that she's, uh, you know, extremely thin, I guess, but it's more, and not like malnourished. She just has very uh, bird-like features, very pointed features, her ears, her nose. Um, but she has this, this long, uh, uh, long curls of auburn hair, uh, which uh, curl across the shoulders of her uh, finely embroidered gown. A couple of strange things, though, about her. And if you've done your homework on Nidal, it will quickly probably not seem that strange. But if you haven't spent time in Nidal, Nidal um, then I'm sure this would be jarring. You notice that uh, she's wearing short sleeves 
and you see Whoa. spiraling up and down her forearms traceries of scar work, several scars that look like they've been carved deliberately into her skin, uh, in, into patterns or maybe even symbols. She's completely covered from wrist all the way up to uh, the shoulders of her dress in uh, scars. You also notice on her right hand, her pinky and ring fingers have been removed right above oh. the first joint. Ooh. Ooh. Despite her uh, demure and rather off-putting uh, appearance, uh, she greets you, uh, not unlike Laurentieu, with a strong voice and a warm laugh. She's like, ha, 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 ha. good evening, lady and gentlemen. Uh, what brings you to Capad? And uh, what brings you to Bohoy Manor? Do we have the honor of addressing the Baroness Baroy, Anya, the Baroness Baroy, lady of the house? As a matter of fact, you do. And uh, who might you be, my lady? My name is Maxine Vetro, adjunct instructor of anthropology. Oh, and and no one else, and oh. no one else, just that one person. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a follow-up question, but that is good to know. <laughs> In case you had any doubts, we wanted to put it to rest. I, I will. No I do what now. you heard. Fear not. I am just me. Are you uh, an instructor at the academy or some other uh, université? I might know. Uh, I freelance. You know, the, it's the life of an adjunct, really. Uh, I, I just live to serve my students and uh, further my research. I'm writing a book, uh, you'll ple- be pleased to know, about uh, a, a very specific were-bear. Oh. Hello, here, here, bear. <laughs> That's the joke. Put that in the book as well. That's a pretty good joke. <laughs> my name's Karazur, by the way, and I am a... Occasionally a bear, as the book will point out if you if you bother to read it. I don't know if you'll even read it. Well, no, you must send me a copy when you are finished. Uh, I won't send you a copy. I'm just like, oh, is it just going to sit around gathering dust in this enormous house? Or are you actually going to crack it open and read it? I will, I will of course, read it. I mean, I have other things to do. I cannot make it a top priority. Oh, of course, you're so busy. Can't read the poor Noel's book, even though he turns into a bear once a month. Ooh! Don't send me a copy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no longer interested. Pre-ordering it at your local indie bookstore. That would be much appreciated. Uh, Yes, pre-ordering it. Shopping online. (laughs) And what about you, Obergoblon? During this entire conversation... Braven's eyes have been locked on this woman. He is awestruck, and he says, Bonjour, madame. Enchanté. And he reaches out to kiss her hand, in a, not in a romantic way, in kind of a courtly, stately way, showing respect. Oh, I see you speak a little Nidalese. Uh, Un peu. Enchanté as well. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Et toi, monsieur? Looks at you, Alfonso. He does a slow bow. She kicks you in the face. 
force to the <laughs> what the fuck man natural reaction she's wearing like Marie Antoinette heels that are really spiky on the end it is a tradition in Natalie's culture if you bow to a baroness we kick you in the face he just socks her in the jaw <laughs> spot oh, the, the tradition I see you where I come tradition. from <laughs> just blood coming down her cheek smiling it's going so poorly. To the Midnight Lord. Yeah. <laughs> to the Midnight Lord. Ah, oh, and he's like holding his knuckles. Ah. Oh. Anyway, what it a is. That's, a, that's what we call a meat cute. A meat cute. <laughs> oh, it's tradition. Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, I think I lost his tooth. It's just like when Harry met Sally. <laughs> Uh, my lady, it is wonderful to make your acquaintance. Uh, it is a great honor, and it is wonderful to see you uh, looking well. I have the honor to be Alfonso Moria, uh, a, an acquaintance of your father. And again, he'll, he'll bow. Of my father? Uh, perhaps uh, I may ask how you know my father. Um, just waiting for the Is there anyone else in the room? Anyone else? No one else is in the room, right? No, no. Laurentia pokes his head in. Do you need any more cucumber sandwiches? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Yes. Uno mas. That was Spanish. Uh, <laughs> <Uno> mas. <laughs> My lady. Uh, 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 deux. 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 Un, toi. Toi. Deux. Toi. Dix-sept. Huit. Uh, the adjunct instructor steps forward and says, uh, My lady, a bit confidentially, uh, in truth, we have been engaged by your father to. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> uh, Who is no. the lucky couple? <laughs> Let me rephrase. Uh, our father is, has entered into a financial arrangement with us to uh, come check on you. He, the, the, tenor, the tone of your letters apparently has changed, and he and your mother have not heard from you, and they worry. Ah, yes. Uh, well, that is uh, my parents uh, always uh, worrying, how you say, about uh, their little girl. But I am, uh, as you see, no little girl anymore. I am uh, married. I am uh, a mother now. I uh, I suppose motherhood has made me understand uh, uh, more than ever, though, what a parent uh, now goes through. Their fears uh, and whatnot. My lack of correspondence uh, is uh, because we had to shut down all posts uh, going into and out of Carpad uh, uh, when the tallow throat outbreak started uh, a month Ugh. ago. Hey, that is a, a vulgar term uh, for it. I, I must admit, the, the locals, uh, they call it a tallow throat, and it just sort of, uh, how you say, stuck. Oh, what, is, is, what is this tallow uh, throat? Tallow throat? Is it, is a, it is a new uh, disease. Uh, about a month ago, uh, some people started falling ill. Uh, the victims, they, they sweat. Their skin grows, uh, uh, takes on a waxy appearance, and they develop, uh, how you say, these uh, goiters on their neck. Uh, we do not know where it came from, but we assumed it had something to do with the uh, fetchlings in town. <laughs> 
You see, uh, when several members of the manor staff fell ill, my husband, the Baron, let go uh, all uh, of the fetchlings in our service. Well, all but one. Uh, and, and now some of the locals outside of the manor have caught it as well. We can only assume it is a disease that they carry. It was better to be safe than sorry. Not long after, messengers to and from Carpad stopped traveling for fear of spreading the illness plaguing the region, and that is what brings you here. It was a simple misunderstanding. We could not send out mail. I should have, I should have figured out another way, though I did not think that my parents would get nervous. Good sense motive on that. Yeah. Oh, plus inspiration. Like 15 God, for the adjunct instructor. Uh, that is 33. Ooh, Ooh. Natty 19 and a four on the inspiration. Um, yeah, so professor or adjunct instructor, you feel like uh, there was nothing uh, missing there. Alfonso, you feel like she might have, the, she didn't fully answer your full question. Uh, and she kind of uh, was skipping over maybe some important details. Mm. My lady, as I said before, it is wonderful to see that you are well. We feared the worst, I'm afraid. We had uh, many weeks we traveled here thinking that, thinking that terrible things had happened to you. I'm glad to see you are well, but... I do think there is still a concern here. You seem to be brushing it off uh, as if it is a simple misunderstanding of uh, the shutting down of the post. You do not uh, did not answer our question about the change of tone in your letters that concerned your father, particularly as it comes to your husband. Now, is this the disease that uh, has changed his mood, has made him upset, uh, or is it something else? You can be honest with us. We are allied only with your father. Anything you say is well, we will keep completely confidential. Yes, uh, they spoke to you of my uh, husband. Yes. Well, I suppose it makes sense uh, for them to have jumped to conclusions, having not heard from me. You must understand, Stepan is a uh, good man. He uh, he has changed though since we married. Um, it all happened right after the birth of our son. Uh, it was right after that that the tallow throat began spreading throughout town. He became increasingly paranoid. But what man wouldn't? He has a lot of responsibility and now has to protect his barony and his son from some unknown disease. On top of that, citizens, they started uh, disappearing throughout town. Loved ones would come to say to us that their child, their husband, their wife, their lover, they never came home, was there one minute and was gone the next. You take all of this, the disease, the disappearance of this, all of this contributed, no doubt, to my husband's growing fears. He holds the weight of the city on his shoulders, the weight of his ancestors. I, I was nervous, yes, but I... I, I, I understand. I miss the man I married, but I'm sure once this gets uh, sorted out, he, he will return. Marriage mm-hmm. is a complicated thing that uh, experiences many changes over time. This is known, but 
Are you telling me that he is not mistreating you in any way as a result of these events? No. And he's like boring in on the sense motive right now about her being mistreated specifically by him. Absolutely no. Absolutely no. Oh my God. Natty 19 and a six on the inspiration. That is a 35 <laughs> sense motive. Yeah, no, she, you know, she seems lonely. Um, but she also, but he's not a, mistreating her son. Yeah. Okay. Um, Your father mentioned to us that the Broys had a, uh, more established and long-reaching history than your own house. And you mentioned his ancestors, the weight they put on his shoulders. Yes, sir. What is the uh, storied history of this house and its power? Well, the Boroys, uh, they go back uh, many, many years. Uh, in fact, my husband was not even... Uh, uh, destined to be the leader about his brothers above him his older brothers they both died very young and his father when he passed Stepan had to take over it is a lot but the Boroi line goes back uh, many many years uh, it can be traced to the uh, I do not know uh, perhaps uh, adjunct instructor you are a student of history it goes <laughs> back to the age of anguish uh, you came in through the front, no doubt. You saw the two statues. That is the uh, the, the founders, the spiritual founders of Carpad, Jérôme and Dimar. Uh, no doubt. Uh, did, you, did you come along the river? Yes, or uh, north of yes. the city? Yes, yes, we did. We came along the river Osk. Well, that was Dimar's way. If you come from the north, that is uh, Jérôme's run. Uh, they were brothers. Yes. And they disagreed on the quickest route to uh, pass the valley. Pass the valley on their way to a great battle. And they decided to race. One brother would go one way. One brother would go the other. Jérôme moved his troops by the road while Dimar sent his down the river. Ever after the road and the river, the Passu Carpad have been named for the two brothers. Legend says that Dimar won and even had time to uh, sire a bastard on a local noblewoman, a child who would grow up to run the Vale, to run a carpad. It's an interesting tale, but that is a long time, and the Bohois have been in power for many, many years, not since the age of anguish, but perhaps their blood runs in Jérôme and Dimar's. Same blood! Mm. But, um... I forgot your original question. No, that was elucidating. It must, uh... It must be a privilege for you to have a, a, a child who's now a part of that history. Is it not? How is your son? Oh, Marek, he is a beautiful, bouncing baby boy! <laughs> I love him so much, I kiss him on the face! Uh, it is great for him my, my parents they are nobles I could have had a good life in Nisroch but uh, I would say to you and uh, I hope you do not repeat to my parents uh, I, I was glad to uh, marry into a, a less uh, devout uh, family uh, they worship Zonkuton uh, of course but uh, they are not as uh, fanatical as my parents and she kind of holds her hands up to show her missing fingers. Um, 
I was uh, glad to marry into the more pragmatic rural Bohoy family, which by and large has little time for ostentatious displays of piety. Uh, but uh, what's done is done. She's rubbing her uh, missing finger. She's like, but I do sometimes. Uh, I miss home. You know, uh, my brother was ritually scarified upon a fire in order to toughen his hide against the slings and arrows of our enemies. He lost his ability to see at night because he was put over the flame like a roast over a spit. I, uh, I too regret uh, over-ostentatious signs of, of piety and society, so... I'm happy for you that you found someplace a bit more comfortable for you. Yes, uh, I, I, I grew up with this. It is no thing uh, strange to me. Uh, for someone in my position, uh, this, for example, is a symbol to show that uh, now that I've married a baron, I will never need to work for a living because I, I no longer can... Uh, it is a sacrifice to Zonkuthon, but in turn, I will have life everlasting in the court of the Midnight Lord. Oh, a tradition. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't mind my asking, I am an anthropologist. Yes, and I must ask you, what is your subject of study? Oh, right now I'm focused on uh, werebear culture. Within uh, a wherever subculture within the larger knoll culture in uh, Western Avistan. Ah, yes, I've read many books on this subject. <laughs> you have, yeah. Uh, object instructor must be like, oh shit. <laughs> There's a bunch of books. Our library upstairs is full of them. Ah, yes, I've read them all. Uh, I actually said this is a mechanical thing. I have the, I have the well-known expert social talent. Which gives me a big bonus to on my bluff checks to make it seem like I know things about a particular topic. <laughs> Just a bullshit artist. It's like you're a freshman in art school. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but I will admit uh, my uh, my knowledge of cultural traditions and religious ritual in in Zangruthan worshiping cultures is. Uh, Lacking, will you do me the honor of explaining the scarring on your arms? Um, yes, uh, I should say I do not know how long you will be in town, but you should stop by the temple. Uh, it is there you will get a first-hand look at uh, the majesty of the Midnight Lord, and uh, you probably can learn more there than you can from me. I have probably forgot more than I ever learned, but uh, the scarring, yes, uh, it is a symbol of pride. Uh, part of what we must do for the Midnight Lord is experience pain. It gives him energy. It gives him, uh, how you say, life. And it brings us life as well, and pleasure. Uh, not to be rude, but did it ever occur to you maybe trying Methodism? <laughs> or uh, the, the Anglican Church is pretty pretty forgiving? I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what was it that drew you to this religion that demands that you cut off parts of your body and scar your flesh? 
I was born into it. Uh, my brothers and sisters, they have the same scars. Uh, my parents, uh, you said you you met my father. If you were to see him at the beach, he's covered. We did not ask him to remove his clothing. It would it seemed seemed uh, a tad inappropriate. We Is definitely wanted to see him remove his clothing, but in, to, to be polite, we didn't say anything. We would have loved a visit to La Plage, followed by a visit to La Biblioteca. Oh, wait. How about the Boulangerie Patisserie? We could have gone there as well. He likes practicing his Nidalese. Yes. He is a very uh, pious man. He is covered in... Uh, in scowls and uh, has had many uh, parts of his body removed in service to Zon Couton. That is what the worship entails. Well, I have to say, and meaning absolutely no offense to you or, or anyone else, your religion sounds really crazy and stupid, and I don't know why anyone <laughs> would, would want to uh, do it. You are, you are too kind. And <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm curious. Uh, your f- you say that your husband's <laughs> sounds really, really crazy and stupid. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but so you say that your your husband's older brothers perished yes. The, uh, yes uh i um, i never met them uh, i married the uh, baron after he had uh, taken power i never even met his father who passed away after uh his brothers but uh, that is no doubt weighing on him as well he, he he probably feels that he owes it not only to his father but to his brothers uh, at least his older brother, whose uh, barony this would have been. Oh, yes. I, I, I imagine he must feel terrible, bereft of such beloved relatives and left with naught but wealth and power. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that your father's worry was for naught. And uh, it is our great pleasure that we shall get to report this to him. Processed, but all is well. If I may, my lady, I have a, a question, a further question. This is all foreign to me. I've never been to this land, and I'm not familiar with the uh, traditions of worship of Zonkuthon, and I appreciate your enlightening us as to the uh, traditions, uh, the rituals. Do any of the rituals uh, require people to inflict pain on others, or is it all self-inflicted? In my experience, it is uh, self-inflicted. I'm sure there are people higher up, uh, clergy, who uh, perform it on uh, each other. But uh, uh, it is all consensual, as far as I know. It is about, uh, how you say, uh, sadism and uh, masochism. These are ugly words, but I have heard them used... uh, on Sundays, <laughs> and if, uh, and if you should fail to uh, follow these rituals in the way it is mandated, if you should fail the commandments, as it were, of your uh, God, what are the ramifications? What happens to those born into a household of Zonkuton who turn their back on the God of Pain 
If they live in Nidal, uh, they will probably move out, for this is not a place for people who do not believe. Uh, but religion, it is uh, similar wherever you go. There are believers, there are non-believers, and there is everyone in between. There is no punishment, as long as what you are doing does not uh, affect the day-to-day life of other people. I, I, let me cal- clarify. I, I, I understand uh, that and I appreciate that, a well-governed society, but I, I ask more so on the, uh, for the pious, for those, the believers alone. What do they believe are the uh, ramifications of failing their deity? There must be some punishments that Zon Kuthon will lay out to those who uh, do not follow his teaching. Yes, what could be worse than self-mutilation and endless torture? Exactly. Like this is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, to. This like, is the what's reward. worse? Like, what, what, <laughs> yeah. What are you being threatened with besides the rewards of your faith? If you um, believe and you uh, follow the tenets of Zon Guthon and you inflict uh, the requisite amount of pain on yourself throughout your life, you will live forever in his court, life eternal. If you do not. You will be cast aside, your whole life wasted on some other plane of existence when you pass on. We worship him so that we may serve him throughout all time. Mm. If we do not, who knows, we might be sent to live with Desna in the afterlife or some other fake idol. <laughs> Could you imagine something so terrible? Oh, she spits on the I, I do appreciate greatly your opening up to me about these practices. Uh, and I, I consider myself a student of many things. Uh, there is so much to learn in the world. And while I am very ignorant about issues of uh, Zon Kuthon and the nation in which you were raised, uh, I do have uh, quite a bit of uh, study and education in uh, the application of uh, certain uh, alchemical cures and uh, the... the, the uh, the way that certain poisons and diseases affect the body. So I wonder if there is anything that I could do to help uh, ease this uh, this blight that you have coming upon your uh, town here, your barony. Uh, as you can see, and he pulls open his jacket, he's got all these vials. He's like, I have several different uh, types of cures that I carry around with me for this exact reason. The world is plagued by disease and poison. It is not only here, and uh, it is something I have studied a great deal, so I I would like to help if it is something uh, that you think I could. Alfonso, may I also suggest that you perhaps take a look at her husband and discuss what ails him, and perhaps you could provide a soothe syrup for him as well. Mm. Yes, perhaps I could. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that <laughs> we could ease his pain, all right. That does raise forever, another question. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> that does raise an interesting question. Uh, regarding the, the tallow mouth disease. Tallow throat. Tallow throat. Throat. You said your husband removed the fetchling, fetchlings from your household. What, do you have reason to believe that the disease began in the fetchling community? When my husband first said it, I thought it was uh, a little front door to be honest, uh, but when he removed them, the disease, it did not spread anymore within the manor. There is still one fetchling here on our service, but uh, the rest, uh, they have been cast out. 
And when they were cast out, this disease, it spread throughout town. So uh, one plus one equals two, you know? Uh, but what was the initial... From where did the idea to cast out the fetchlings come? Did, were there fetchlings in your household suffering from the disease? Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but my husband uh, made the decision, and it is not my place to uh, question it. it uh, he, is a, he is a wise man. He spends hours upstairs in his library and his study looking over books and whatnot. He no doubt saw something uh, that led him to believe that the fetchlings were uh, the, the carriers, perhaps. And uh, we are not sick. We do not have goiters and pale appearance. So perhaps he was right. You two bring up an interesting uh, point. Uh, I don't know why I did not think of this sooner. If my parents chose you to come check on me, I can only assume that the four of you are, are a special group of individuals. My father does not send people coming looking for uh, his children without properly vetting your skills. Perhaps uh, you can help if you are so interested. Uh, you could help me uh, investigate these disappearances, yes? Uh, and even this uh, mysterious disease, this uh, tallow throat, uh, and perhaps uh, put an end to both in order to uh, restore Carpad to peace and my husband to sanity. And if you do, I promise you that my parents will compensate you above any uh, promise payment for checking on me. I am certain that they would want this problem dealt with, uh, if nothing else but for my benefit. I know my parents. I'm sure they promised you a lot of money to come check on a little girl. If you were to help me in this endeavor, I can only imagine what they would give you. We have been... Uh, quarantined uh, in here but uh, I'm sure if you use your powers of uh, diplomacy you seem like you can all uh, carry a conversation the locals will aid you in your quest uh, you have you would have free roam of the manor and the town uh, you can even stay in our guest rooms upstairs Lord here can f fix them up for you if you so like he's standing at the door yes madame <laughs> What do you say? I say, first of all, uh, first reaction, just off the top of my head, this defeats the purpose of uh, quarantine. If we are <laughs> to go uh, within the village, speak to those that are infected, and then stay in your guest room. Yeah. Uh, as a person who is uh, trained in these things in uh, alchemy, I would strongly advise against that. Uh, that is just one opinion. I understand... Uh, but uh, the situation, it is not going to take care of itself. Uh, maybe you That's could true. come and go into the guest rooms, and when we know you are coming, we will go hide in our rooms, and we can talk through a sheet. Yes, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea. Now, the science isn't quite clear, but I think that hiding can defeat most any disease. And sheets, well, I've yet to see a plague that can pass through a sheet. I think, um... Then it is settled. There. It is <laughs> we settled. Will, we will devise uh, some way to uh, com communicate. Not so with. fast. Uh, this you're asking us to risk our lives and delay our ultimate mission uh, in returning to your father. So uh, I don't mean to sound mercenary, but uh, 
Of course, I am not. I am just a simple observer of this mission. Uh, I am just a simple adjunct instructor. But my associates, I can't imagine them. I couldn't ask them, if I were you, to risk their lives without the pr- promise of substantial compensation. Well, uh, adjunct instructor, I think that it is quite obvious that you will have to answer to your friend, who you are very, very close to, who is extremely concerned with the welfare of all the common people and all the things that happen to them. If you do not uh, inflict this, or if you do not address this uh, mission appropriately, you might uh, harm your friendship uh, with her beyond uh, irreparable bounds. It is very kind of you, Alfonso, to worry after the state of my friendship with my good friend. (laughs) (laughs) But I must look after her interests as well. You know, I cannot ask someone as notable as the Crystal Ghost (laughs) to put herself in danger for no with with no promise of reward. I've heard rumor that she traveled here via hippogriff and flying the friendly skies is more expensive than ever. My lady, what I'm saying this is, is my lady, uh, I do feel embarrassed that you would see such uh, negotiations go on between us, uh, a group of uh, mercenaries in front of you. Uh, if perhaps we could. Uh, speak privately and decide how we want to pursue this. Uh, we we appreciate your that you are doing well, and we would love to help you. But we must discuss it. You understand as a group first. But of course, I understand it is a uh, a big ask. Uh, I'm sure you could just go and uh, collect your pay if it is money you are interested in. It is there waiting for you. You can tell him I am fine and and, and well enough. Um, but if if it is money you are interested in, I cannot tell you how much my father will give you, but he is a, a generous man, and were you to to help us in this manner, I would uh, personally see to it that you are compensated. Considering your husband's uh, inheritance may have increased, well, twofold after his brothers died, perhaps there might be some payment from him as well. I could, uh, I could ask him... Uh, of course, uh, but I'm sure between you and me, uh, my father can pay you uh, much more than any of us could. Uh, oh. My father is a very rich man. He has his hands in many different businesses. Uh, mm. Whatever he offered you, you will get more, and it will be substantial. Can we sense motive? Sure. Natural one. Me too. <laughs> She's low one. Fifteen. Fifteen. Tell the truth. <laughs> um, may we have the sitting room for a moment? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Laurentieu, come with me. All right, madame. You hear him? Should I get the guest rooms already? Close the door. Oh, just before she leaves, just before she closes the door, uh, Alfonso's like, My lady, one last thing. Oui? Your husband is... The way he has thought about and addressed this situation, you are right. He may be right. We do not know, do not have the information. But it is always your place to question. It is always your place to doubt. Don't ever forget that. Well, if I am showing signs of 
doubt and questioning, I would just ask your uh, discretion. Should you speak to my husband? Yes? Of course. Of course. Of course. And, and, and this rule doesn't apply to us. You must never doubt or question us. Yes, I should have made that clear. We front. are the exception only that your proves the rule. Husband. Oh, I, yes, only yes. to your husband. I see. Uh, all right. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is good. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Alfonso is just going to turn back. And the thing he's thinking that he, he wanted her to leave was just to say, Look at this place. They are running low on money. They don't have any money. It is her father's money she is promising, and I, I believe that she is right. I mean, the man seems like he will pay. So easy to hand over 5,000 gold pieces for nothing. Imagine if we truly do uh, save her life. Uh, it could be well worth it. And her husband, I'm afraid, is fallen on hard times. Because yes. uh, Alfonso was really judging, and I think Carzor couldn't away too. Like, like, just seeing this, what looks like this noble house, is actually like... It's really fallen into disrepair a little bit, and uh, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. It's fallen on the cheap side. Mm. It's like one of those old families it's supposed to be worth a million gold pieces. The father dies, and turns out there's nothing but debt. Right, I've seen it hundred times. Put so that in the book. So my question to you: all the stories I've seen about people <laughs> losing their wealth, put it in the book. <laughs> uh. I, I'm concerned about the 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 narrow focus of our book uh, to you, Karazor, expanding quite a bit beyond that. Well, if you can find any other gnolls that turned into bears once a month, I'd be pleased for you to interview them as well. But for now, I'm the only test subject that you have to work with. All right, I'll add a chapter on... Noble families that Noble have gotten families. themselves into secret debt <laughs> no, 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 are in danger no, no, no. of losing their ancestral homes. Stories that I've heard about those things. Without this manuscript, what are you going to do when we go out adventuring with the Crystal Ghost? Why are you complaining at all, adjunct instructor? I'm not complaining, Braven. I just oh. just a question of academic Seems a little reading. whiny to me. Seems yeah, it a little like whiny. A complaint. I agree. I agree. It sounded a lot like complaining. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very, it's very unlike you, a tongue this is This is what we call whinging in oh. my part of the world. Whinging. Mm. Whinging. Not whinging. complaining. It's a, an important distinction. But we, we digress. We, digre- we digress. Um, anyway, yes. my friend think- were to uh, feel certain things about justice and... Uh, Contact tracing and controverting the racist effects of uh, mismanagement of uh, a pandemic. Uh, she might, she might be convinced to get involved. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank, <laughs> thank Zonkuthan for that. Uh, w- I believe that uh, there is something very interesting here to uh, investigate. And to me, I am intrigued by the disease itself. To find out what it is, uh, how it works, and uh, possibly how to cure it. But I will admit, uh, I'll be the first to admit that this is pure uh, curiosity that I just cannot turn away from at the moment. I am being blind to the money involved or, or anything, or the danger that we may face. And the danger is very real. Mm. But uh, I will leave it to you to decide because I, 
I feel that I am biased in this. I am too intrigued by the subject material. She comes back in. Uh, oh, you down there? Uh, I, I didn't want to interrupt. I heard, I heard lots of complaining. <laughs> I believe what you heard was whinging. It's called whinging. Oh, I do not it's know the word. I only know complain. Complain. Whinging. Whinging is somewhere between a whine and a lament. Closer to the lament <laughs> than the whine. I do not care. What have you decided about the offer? We have decided that we would like another round of cucumber sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> you will have it. Lodontia, more cucumber sandwiches. And I believe uh, our guests will be staying, no? Well, I, I believe we should stay at least tonight. We are weary from the road and before we are, uh, and uh, whatever, uh, exposing ourselves to uh, the... The village and a possible disease. We should stay in a comfortable bed at least one night. Excellent. We should also pay our respects to the Baron and the heir apparent, of course. Ah, yes, the Baron. Um, I, Laurent, uh, and uh, she just says uh, to Laurent, kind of whispers under her breath, "Get the rooms ready." Just the Baron, and he goes off. Um, Laurent will uh, get you set up nicely upstairs, and uh, I, I also asked him to. Um, to inform the Baron uh, that you will be here uh, aiding uh, us, aiding Carpad uh, with your uh, investigation of the disease, the disappearances, and whatnot. Um, should you come across the Baron in your travels, I, I, I would perhaps, uh, how you say, uh, leave him be. He is quite stressed, uh, trying to uh, fix these problems on his own, and he may not be open to an audience with you. Uh, he will know you are here, and I'm sure he will speak to you and be uh, as cordial as he can be. But like I said, he is not his himself uh, right now. So just uh, don't take it personally if he is um, uh, curt with you. Madame, does he ever have moments of clarity where you can see the man that you married? She just kind of looks down and she's like, uh, these are difficult times. Uh, he is... Uh, I believe he is racked with guilt uh, that uh, somehow the decisions that he have made uh, have caused these problems. Perhaps it is Zon Couthon uh, looking disfavorably upon him. Uh, that is probably just my father talking. But uh, you have uh, you have free roam of the house. You have free roam of the city as well. And, and should everyone, anyone give you trouble, you just tell them that you are working for me, the Baroness, and uh, Baron Stepan, and uh, they would leave you be. Um, and, and, and I would be here, or, or with Marek upstairs, uh, and you're welcome to uh, see me, of course. Uh, we will put up a sheet, and all shall be well. Well, thank you. Thank you, madam. And I must say that uh, you, uh, so far, have been a very gracious hostess, despite your grotesque, bird-like appearance. <laughs> I am pleasantly surprised. Oh, you are too kind. Uh, <laughs> you make me blush. <laughs> and then she <laughs> eats some seed off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> she sees a glass of water and keeps on dipping into it endlessly. <laughs> oh, I'm getting very tired. <laughs> um, 
please uh, eat the cucumber sandwiches, uh, enjoy yourselves, and Lochonche uh, will show you to your rooms. I, uh, oh, I have to take a massive, uh, how you said, dump. <laughs> I will be here. Yes. Yes. See you later. And she leaves. Yes, that is how you say that. Mares. Sure. How you I say, um, dump. Incredible uh, mastery of the colloquial common tongue. Surprise! Come up with that like that. Oh, it's yes. really bothering me. I'm sorry to be rude, but I must. Don't let us keep you. Oh, I gotta Carry go. on. All <laughs> right. Nice to meet you. And she leaves. It gets awkward uh, at the end there uh, as was, she stumbles out. It was a bit strange, wasn't it? <laughs> Do you think we actually will get uh, any sort of audience with the Baron? Seems reluctant. There seems to be more going on. And in fact, as long as we're doing advanced uh, mathematics here, the sounds like the troubles seem to coincide with the birth of the young child. Yes, that is true. Not we saying there's causation there, but there is correlation. We are not eliminating any suspects at this no. stage. In fact, no, I think the, the child, child is our chief suspect. <laughs> I, I, Write it down, adjunct professor. In the list of suspects. Number one. Public enemy. Number one. The infant. L'enfant. I presume that this child is wanted dead or alive. Yes. Okay. Right, so we'll wait till they go to sleep. We cannot jump to any conclusions yet. We may have to kill the child to prevent the spread of disease. Unfortunately, this is probably what we're going to have to do. So steal yourselves. Remember, this is for the greater good. All right, well, good night, everyone. I, I do find it. It's, some it's one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I do find it somewhat strange, even though they worship Zankuthan, that the clergy in this town, or at least it wasn't mentioned, aren't involved in trying to find a cure to this tallow throat. In my experience, the pious are usually involved in alms for the poor and healing the sick. Hmm. Well, they- should be working on a cure for this religion that they have. You're right. Like the most damaging thing. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> We'd be out of a job, though. <laughs> That's true. So, where do you suggest we start investigating this disease? I think we go to the ghetto. That is where you're going to find the sickest people, right? The shanty yes. town you're referring to? Yes. Uh, the fetchlings, the kayal. We go there, speak to whoever is uh, in charge. Yes. And uh, find out what's really happening here, because they are going to be the ones who tell the truth. Mm, not Given the ones. reactionary response of the Baron, I uh, must agree. I suspect that there's something else at play here. I will say, I myself am keen to take a good close look at this library they mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, there is the chapel of Zonkuthon. Mm, we could learn even more about their. Stupid and crazy religion. Yes, they're wrong-headed. <laughs> Stupid faith. <laughs> well, if it is that early in the afternoon, perhaps we should head down and chat with some Kyle to get some much-needed perspective on the situation. I like this. I'm curious to speak with them. Karizor, I am with you. Who is with us? Braven! I'm just... Give me a second. I had oh. too many cucumber sandwiches. Oh no! And then he just oh. lets out a disgusting hobgoblin cucumber fart. Oh, just out of the whole room. <laughs> what a shame! I just I'm, oh, I'm used to more protein. 
and that was a lot of carbs and just water, basically, from the cucumbers. <laughs> I, I'm, it's not a hobgoblin's diet, okay? Lantio <laughs> walks in. Oh dear God! Uh, <laughs> the mongoose has got out and died somewhere in the room. I'm uh, so sorry, uh, but uh, let me take you upstairs to the guest rooms. Yes? No? Yes, uh, that would be great. Thank you so much, Laurentia. Oh, you are very welcome. Uh, f- follow me, swivel moi. And he takes you outside uh, to. Let me just outside. Uh, no, outside. to the guest house. house. Outside of the room to that staircase oh, okay. um, that was right outside the door, uh, you see right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when you came in, there was a staircase going down to the right of the entrance in the antechamber. This is a staircase leading up. Uh, and up, he takes you, if you direct yourselves uh, to the uh, right side of the map, you will see where you end up. See that? If you want to move your... Oh, some Braven, I think, saw it. Uh, Brave one. I could really go for a craisin right about now. Um, <laughs> takes oh, you, I see. Takes you upstairs, and uh, there's a door directly to your left. Um, and then it looks like there's two doors side by side down the hallway. Uh, and then you see the hallway ends, you know, 40 feet or so, maybe more, 60 feet, straight to the north uh, with another door wraps around and he's like uh, the guest rooms are this way um, if you do not mind uh, please uh, be very quiet uh, the Baron is in his uh, study right now uh, and he points oh, to the yeah. door right uh, the second door on the right oh no the first door on the right he's like the Baron is in his uh, study I believe he may be in his library and he points to the second door the study or the library I am not sure but uh, uh, just to please you. He is, he is very busy. Um, but your uh, rooms are just to the north. We have three rooms, uh, so uh, two of you will have to uh, bunk up, as they say. Um, but uh, you are welcome uh, to them, and they are all set. And uh, you let me know if you need absolutely anything, because I'm Laurent, the major domo. Um, au revoir. And he leaves and goes down the stairs and just leaves you. With a flourish. And the hallway is au revoir. Uh, so yeah, there's um, obviously a door to your left. He didn't say anything about that, uh, but he said the Baron is le- most likely in his study, the first door to the right, or the library, the second door to the right, and then your rooms are to the north. Uh, can I listen at the door to the library and the study? Uh, uh, sure. Um, first one is the study, so go up and uh, roll a perception check. Uh, 23. 23. You hear, like, paper flapping. Flap flap and then like I think the Baron is in here what is he doing he's throwing paper everywhere and cursing under his breath oh perhaps he is actually trying to solve the problem should we go and check out the other room yes uh, can I listen at the door of the library? The library? Uh, yeah, roll a perception. Uh, 20, 20, even. Ooh, 20, you don't hear anything. Is the door locked? Do you open it? Very, very slowly. 
It's unlocked. Oh. You open the door, and uh, just like Laurentia said, you see a library. Uh, the walls are lined with bookshelves. Um, looks like it's filled with folio editions uh, in various stages of decay. Uh, there's a pair of armchairs standing in a central reading area, and you see a couple books out on a table near the armchairs. But there's uh, no one I'll in there. Check out the books out near the armchairs. Uh, the books that are out that look like dog-eared and one like laying upside down and open, another one just scattered there. Um, there's three of them that uh, look to kind of jump out at you. One is called A Short History of the Us Clans. The other one is a, a crumbling, really in uh, really in bad shape probably because it's really old, first edition copy of Zonkuthon's Holy Text. Uh, and uh, another book called Sojourner in the Sunless Waste. Uh, I'll flip through that last one. Surreptitiously. <laughs> right. You're just kind of going through it, and uh, it looks like a series of accounts of journeys into the shadow plane that uh, purport to have been uh, originally written during the Age of Anguish. Um, that's a, you just keep turning and you just see mention of the shadow plane constantly. Anything else in the room? Like I can roll perception if you want me to see. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to perceive too, just digging around. Looking for uh, secrets, secret 18, doors, secret books to open secret doors. Perception. Uh, 25 perception. Um, yeah, you don't see anything else really of import. If you start looking through some of the other volumes, you'll like touch some of them and they'll start to crumble in your hands and you're like, ah, shit, what am I doing? I don't, this, this is like some old, old stuff here. You don't want to fuck it up. Um, but yeah, you don't see Mm. anything secret or out of the ordinary. Can I take the, uh, texts of Zan Kuthon? Yeah. Can I open that? Yeah. Um, I start... Karazur like starts like thumbing through it, uh, shaking his head and chuckling derisively as he does. So it's called the Umbral Leaves, and you start reading it, cursory glance, you know, and you realize that it's all written in blood, and that the pages are made out of flayed skin. Oh, that's messed up! And so you're like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, one more page. No. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty grisly. We, wow. we need to find a vegan copy. I know. <laughs> a uh, kosher copy. I think uh, Braven is in the other corner, and he finds a book that you're not sure what it is at first, but he flips through to a page. And he starts reading out loud, and he says, Whinge. Intransitive verb. To complain. (laughs) Complain. Fretfully. Huh. Huh. Complain. Huh. Complain. Uh, 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 First, the infinitive of complaint. First thing in the entry. Fretfully. Yeah. Fret- Wait, is, is it number one? It's the number one? Yeah, yeah. Definition. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I, don't know, definition. I don't know who Merriam-Webster is or, or what, what Britain is, but... Uh, wait, wait. 
where where does it I say lament? Which, which, one, uh, which definition are. contains the word uh, lament? I don't see any, but I have some cinnamons, c- c- cinnamon, and some synonyms here. Uh, to to beef, to bellyache, to bitch, to bleat, <laughs> to carp, to cater wall, to complain, to crab, to croak, to fuss, to gripe, to grizzle, to grouch, to grouse, to growl, to grumble, to grump. Uh, the <laughs> Uh, the adjuncting structure scans the volumes until she finds a copy of uh, one infinite jest uh, and flips to page Ooh. 441. Whinge. East Canadian idiom for vigorous high-pitched complaining, almost like whining, except with a semantic tinge of legitimacy to the complaint. <laughs> a semantic tinge of legitimacy. <laughs> and then she takes... I feel like that every time I complain, that's exactly how I feel. Like I, I have certain legitimacy, and then she and then she snaps the book shut on Braven's face. Oh shit! Listen, friends, we can argue all night in this trans-dimensional li- lending library, but I think the important thing is that we burst into that man's study and wrestle him until he tells us something useful. I mean, we could, air quotes, accidentally walk into the study. Chooser. I thought this was the library. I thought this say. was my room. That Lauren <laughs> too. He is uh maybe Lauren he's Chia? maybe he's getting sick. I thought the baby was in here. <laughs> <laughs> is this the well, bathroom? <laughs> I I lie, I love it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's go. do it. It'll be like an old college prank. <laughs> uh so what do you want to do? Uh, acts, burst into the study acts, and as if we were searching for the bathroom. Yeah. Burst into the study uh, but to see if you're searching for the bathroom. Okay. Uh, so you go out into the hallway God. into the next door and you go to burst in and the door's locked. But you obviously <sighs> jostle it uh, and you hear a voice Say, what? Go away! I'm very busy. I, uh, I'm sorry, I really we have to go, uh, really badly. Uh, will you be done shortly uh, in the laboratory? We have we traveled two, a great distance, and we had too many of those cucumber sandwiches. This is not a laboratory. Get out of here, please. What? I'm very busy. It's not a laboratory, you say? <sighs> no. So then where you, is the lavatory? Yes, could you emerge and direct us to a lavatory, please? All four of us really have to go quite badly. You hear stomping towards you. <gasps> Unlocking. Shit, the dude. door opens up, and you see a guy standing there, and he's just glaring at you. He's of average height, so some of you are taller than him, um, but he looks pretty sturdily built. Uh, clearly, he finds time to work out. Uh, his face is clean shaven. Uh, he's got black hair, neatly cropped. Kind of got like a, almost like a Caesar cut. No, kind of like a Caesar cut. Honestly, even no, though like he used Clooney. it before, he really looks like uh, Billy Zane. Um, he wears. He's wearing muted versions of the heraldric colors you've seen come in, red and black, um, and they set off his clear, very intense blue eyes that are now glaring at you. Um, He's obviously angry, but he also is like looking beyond you as well. And there's a there's a deep sadness there. Uh, it's like, uh, 
and guests. I'm very busy. And he just turns around and goes back and sits down and is just like pouring over uh, tomes. Uh, the lavatory, sir? <laughs> the bathroom downstairs outside. Uh, can you not see I am busy? My wife, she uh, informed me that you would be coming, but I am very, very busy right now. There's much going on in Carpad. Uh, she tells me you are here to uh, help, perhaps. Maybe you should go and help. Yes. Will you pay us? I'm sorry. Uh, will you pay us? I'm sorry. I really have to go, but I also am very poor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Pay no attention to my friend. He has to go to the bathroom so bad. He's delirious. I can't he control what I say when I have to go this badly. He's never had so many cucumbers in one sitting in his <laughs> so life. Uh, my lord, it pains me that we interrupted your uh, research here. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's really not I even who... looking at you. Like he's con- you can tell he's listening, but he's, he's pouring over his things while you're talking. It was I who uh, spoke to your wife about helping you with uh, this situation uh, that you are in. I am trained in the, the arts of alchemy, uh, and there is a possibility I, I could understand uh, something uh, of which you are reading that could tip me off to a clue as to how to cure this uh, plague that has settled upon your barony. Uh, I am here for your aid if, if you so seek it. You're here for my aid. You're here for my aid. I wish she would consult me on these things before she brings in outside investigators. But no, no, she thinks I am uh, crazy. Yes? You will pardon oh, no, me. She, she did not call for us. We we came of our own volition. We heard of the plague Yes, here. but here you are. I did not ask for you, and you are here interrupting me. You will pardon me if I am not a gracious host. But my city, Capad, she is falling apart. I do not have much time for uh, niceties, for hospitality. My father, my brothers, they would be ashamed. The shadows lo- have come to life, huh? They're fetchlings. They are planning some sort of uprising. I can see it. I just know it. And to top it all off, an intelligent disease has arisen out of thin air, meant to destroy not only my subjects, but my family as well. So you will pardon me if I do not have time for these uh, pleasantries of, oh, nice to meet you. Thank you for helping me. My lord, we represent Lord Tiberos. We come here under his instructions. And now, your wife has engaged us as well. We can only be of assistance. And if it, your barony is under as great a threat as you say, engaging the Lord Tiberos to assist you would only help, would it not? We are here merely servants of his, his wishes and can be of great assistance to you in this moment of great fracas. Fracas. Can I roll diplomacy to uh, improve his attitude towards us? Sure. Uh, 23. Ooh. 23. Um. Okay. He kind of if you are here from Lord Tiberos, uh, I understand. I just, my head, it is swimming. There is much to be done. If you would like to help, I am sure my wife, Laurentieu, 
The entire staff will help you in any way they can, but right now I must... I must try and find a cure myself. Uh, this is... This is unprecedented. And that I, I believe it has something to do with me that I have brought this on, so I must find uh, a way to solve it. So if you would like to help, then go out there and help. And if there's a way that we can help you... Talk to my wife. We intended to visit the shantytown today. If there's any information you could give us as to what we are looking for and what you need to know, that would be most helpful. Is there one who is speaking for the fetchlings, as you call them? They have, a, they have their own little system down there. I'm sure they have a mayor... Uh, they are in shit town, but no, no, I do not know. I can't go out there. If I walked into that town, I would be murdered. I would be laughed out of there. They don't like you? <laughs> no. No, Why? they do well, not like me I... because I understand that they are the cause of these things. And I am the one that is shedding a light on the truth. Though they have been around for generations, they have brought this disease in. I I get them out of a house, oh, all of a sudden the disease is gone. Uh, it's not a coincidence. Wife, well, your wife did allude to the fact that there still is one so-called fetchling in your household. Yes, Gabriel. Uh, he is the kennel master. Uh, he is indispensable. Indispensable. Uh, he watches over my mastiff, Yosef. Uh, he is the only one that can uh, control him, and I love that animal, and so I, I had no choice. I had to keep Gabriel, but he is, he is confined to the kettles, kennels, and we do not let him uh, go home to his family. Uh, he is not a prisoner. Uh, he has agreed to this as well. Um, but I would... Uh, there is no one else that can handle Yosef. A, a mastiff, you say? Yes, sir. Curious. Curious. Mm. Mm. Is your well, mastiff we should speak named to this after Gabriel. a jewel of some kind? Is, what is the mastiff's name? Eosif. 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 It was, um, it was my, uh, one of my brother's names. Mm. May I ask a follow-up question? You said... Yes. But please, be quick. I you, must get back to I, my work. I will. You used a turn of phrase I'm not familiar with. I've never heard before. It was intriguing. You said intelligent disease. What do you mean by that? It is a disease that knows. Yes. It is a disease that is smart. And it finds people. Travels from, from host to host, I think. I think this disease, this disease is aware of what it's doing. It knows who it can infect and who it cannot. And I also believe that the fetchlings, they know about this. And they are using it to, to try and take over. They are going to use this to infect everyone. Wipe them all out so that they may take over Carpat. Oh, not on my watch. If, it, if, it, if the disease is intelligent and knows who and to infect and who not to, what difference does it make if they're here or not to some extent, right? Who? The 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 Kyle. Well, I have not uh, sent out a squad to round them up. They are welcome to their town, but they are not allowed in Bukhoi Manor. I have a son to protect now, not only a barony. All right. Um, could I do? 
like 30 knowledge checks uh, to see <laughs> if there's any credence to this or if it's like pure paranoia because we do live in a magical world so I don't know if this is an actual thing uh-huh. so whether it's like knowledge nature knowledge planes uh, craft alchemy like some combination of those things have I ever heard of an intelligent disease before is there ever a disease that targets certain people or is he just a raving madman at this point? yeah all right so roll alchemy on the intelligent disease and then roll planes to see if there's anything about uh, fetchling or Kyle uh, uh, okay so the craft alch the craft alchemy is a 19 and then uh, the knowledge planes is terrible oh oh 13. Oh. 13 planes. Uh, I mean, that is the, a natural four and a natural one on the inspiration. You use it yeah. too early. God. So it's <laughs> for, in terms of the disease itself, it's not out of the realm of possibility for a disease to be intelligent. It's nothing you heard of, but it's also not something you can't conceive of. Um, yeah. But he does seem a little uh, out of sorts. Erratic. He's kind yeah. of He's kind of all over the place, and... Uh, you know, I was also like contradicting himself uh, here and there a little bit. I'm just going to do a quick sense motive just to make sure that he is convinced of everything he is saying. Uh, like, you know, that he's not uh, putting on a show for us. Uh, that is a 28 sense motive. 28. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's off. Convinced yeah. of everything. He's, he's convinced saying. of everything, but he like and also convinced of nothing. Okay. He seems very like very nervous. Uh, could I just do a perception check real quick on what he's looking at? Like uh, what, yeah. Sort of books or paperwork he's looking at. If I could just like take a, take a peek from, obviously it's from afar, but, uh, that is a 20 even. Um, do you try to do it surreptitiously or are you just kind of like, yeah, I try to do it surreptitiously. I don't ask him yet what he's looking at. I just sort of like try to <laughs> peek at what he's. All right. Roll a stealth check. Uh, uh, 16. 16. Um, so you look, um, and it looks to be uh, books on uh, shadows, uh, on Kyle's, on diseases. The one thing you notice that's very strange while looking uh, to try and determine what he's reading is that the light coming in through his window hits him and he doesn't cast a shadow on the floor. Oh, oh, what? Gum, gum, gum. Gum, 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 gum. Knowledge planes. So is that a knowledge relig or a knowledge? Pl- I mean, yeah. Is he uh, of the shadow plane or is he un- is he a vampire? Is he undead? He seems to what be. What doesn't cast a shadow? Uh, light. <laughs> <laughs> He's made of pure light. Yeah, he's a hologram. Pure light. He's like that hologram of Tupac that came back and did a concert at Coachella all those years ago. (laughs) He's like the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) You're talking to him. I mean, there's nothing that makes you think he's not human. You know, if you wanted to, like, dig deeper into what he is, you'd need to physically touch him and start feeling him. It's more of that, like, huh, that's odd. Yeah, and he's not going to say anything. File that away for Uh, later. Yeah, there's, there's no knowledge like we do to see like creatures that don't cast a shadow. Uh, yeah, you could roll. Uh, I mean, you could go through all your knowledges, but uh, go with Arcana. Uh, okay, I don't have that. Uh, oh, there we go. 
Uh, that is a 29. There we go, oh. Joe! There we go. 29. Um, you have heard that, like, uh, some fae and vampires don't cast shadows. Okay. Ah. That's sort of what jumps out in your head. Okay. okay. Fairies. All right, so he's going to hold on to that, and then, obviously, team meeting. <laughs> Please, yes. I am very busy. Okay. I have been yes, uh, yes, more yes, we'll than patient to your with work. you. Uh, your, we'll leave it your to your servant, work. sir. Yes, and yes. Um, the laboratory. It is outside and downstairs. Uh, right, uh, right. Outside? Um, I can't go outside. I'm shy. You are a knoll. You pee by the bush. But Some- I'm also a bear sometimes. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but one more question. If you ever die, can I have your desk? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I just have to go so badly. I'll leave. Goodbye. Can I go Goodbye. Oh. All right. I'm sorry. It was very strange. I admit. Bye. Goodbye. Um, can I have I your? I think desk? that there's. <laughs> I think there's something physiological happening here because the more you talk about it, the more I actually have to go to the bathroom, and it's really starting to be a problem. Yeah, for me, we're alive. So can you stop? With I'm the bathroom, I'll, I'll <laughs> abandon the bit. <laughs> Can you abandon the bit? Uh, all right, so we'll we'll close the door. We'll leave him to it, Alfonso. We'll catch everybody up as soon as possible. Maybe in a room, in let's, a guest room, or in the hallway. Yeah, let's go to one of our rooms and have a team meeting. Man, did you notice yeah. he does not cast his shadow? <gasps> what? He does not cast his shadow. I, there are creatures uh, I've heard of that do this. Uh, vampires, of course. There are also some fae. I've not narrowed it down yet what exactly he is, but he is not human. Um, I have an idea. Let's pretend we have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, Skin! Like I'm not kidding, man. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, hey, Mikey, go, go, go to the bathroom. Yeah. bathroom. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we should pay our respects to the baby mm. and see if he casts a shadow. Ah, good idea. Yes. Hold the baby up to the light. <laughs> Or put a candle very, very close to the baby's face. <laughs> so close. Just like my brother. have worked with children before. Let's just see if the infant is vulnerable to fire. We should also... And bear, or, uh, Braven reaches, reaches into his pouch and pulls out a wooden stake. We should also try this. And a mallet yes. in the other hand. Yes. You made me think of something. I wonder if perhaps... All the torches all over town are meant to burn away this disease or something. Oh, they believe perhaps. it is floating through the air and can be simply burned away by random torches. Just a thought. I assume mm, the torches had something to do with the shadows. Knowing as we yeah. do this ah. region's relationship to the shadow plane as the torches I like that even better. Yes. But the, yes, but the burning of torches is not a, a common uh, practice in Nidal where shadow... Uh, well, shadows are an important part of every uh, city's life. Well, I just realized we did that whole roleplay and I hadn't revealed the room. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. There it is. God, That's him. Troy. Hello. Uh, I've added the uh, Baron <laughs> and the Baroness to your uh, sidebar as well if you want to see what they look like. Ah, uh, I see. Mm. Oh, he, look, he, looks he looks so moody. sad. Yeah, he's he is some sleepless nights, that vampire. He looks like a, uh, a Roman officer. I was just about to say that. That's why it sounded like a Caesar cut, but it really wasn't a Caesar cut. It just looked Romanesque. Short hair. Uh, To the north, those three rooms I revealed as well. Those are your uh, guest rooms. They're all they all kind of smell a little musty, uh, and the lace curtains hanging uh, over by the windows have like moth holes in them. Um, Mm -hmm. But the beds look comfortable, and the doors all lock, so you feel safe. Um, 
I throw yeah, up right. in the curtains. Throw up the sash. Uh, yeah, you look out, and you can actually let me see from where you are. If you look uh, to your left, you have this beautiful view of the city. Um, and there seems to be like a actually roll a perception check. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, All of us, or just the instructor? Just the instructor. He's looking out the window. Uh, 21. 21? You just see, like, a couple people running. Running? Yeah. Running? Like a jog? Like jogging? Or screaming? He's got, kind of, got <laughs> like kind of a bird's screaming? eye view. No, they're good at bird's eye view, and it just seems like they're, like, running uh, down like, down a couple different streets. Like jogging? Like jogging? Jogging? Yeah, like jogging. It doesn't look like they're jogging for the hell. It looks like they're jogging to catch up to something, maybe. Yeah. Um, but you got a, a pretty good view of the city. The 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 Boroy Mansion is pretty high up on this hill, so you've got a, a nice view of the city and it's all those torch lights in the middle of the day. <sighs> and you see the Temple of Zonkuthan, um, but you don't really have a, a good view of the river and of uh, aforementioned uh, Shade Town, Shade I- Row. I just love the idea that in this uh, town, you know, ostensibly set in, in the middle uh, medieval times, that jogging is a popular sport that didn't become popular <laughs> until the 1970s in, in the real world. It just, apparently people run for, you just run for an extended period of time without stopping. <laughs> they just run. You got to stay uh, fit if you want to cut yourself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> jogging and horror. Well, like what do we, we want to talk Karazor bunked up, and Alfonso got his own room, and then the professor, or the... It still says professor. we got to change that. Well, just in case the... Uh, just in case uh, her friend shows up, she just needs to make sure she has, uh, you know, the room to accommodate her. Still curious about how all that works. How all how, what works? I don't know. Like, is there... There's only one bed. Does you sleep on the floor? Is there, do you, do you get the sheets and she gets the blanket and you switch one night? What's going on? Braven, I don't ask these intimate questions of you. Well, you are welcome to. <laughs> I, I, to be honest. Okay, I, I'm the little spoon. Karazor, he, he holds me at night and then comforts me and I sleep after afterwards. But only his legs. Only my legs. I, I only hold his legs. Yes. Well... I'm I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to share that with me. Yes. Um, but boundaries are important. Okay. And uh, I think perhaps we should speak to the kennel master. All right. Okay. The kennel master. Uh, all right. So you guys want to go back downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you go down the hallway. I mean, I freshen up a little bit. Sure. Yeah, and can I do a, a perception of my room? Just, like, case the joint? Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, see idea. if there's any evidence of who's been in here before or anything shifty or shady. Or anything. Any dead um, uh, tax collectors? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, there we go. Bay, bay 29. Natural 20 nice. for me. Oddly Ooh. enough, you find a ring of a Magnamarian tax collector and a journal from Elias Kyle. He must have stayed here when he was visiting Nidal. He stayed here as oh, well. Oh my crazy, god! Crazy, crazy coincidence. And it's an old, like in, in the note, he's like, "I can't wait to get back home and see my wife." <gasps> oh, oh how tragic. man! And my wife's sister. And my wife's like, sister. Wait, <laughs> that's a little weird. 
<laughs> Why did he say that? Uh, I married Why the wrong one. Why did he say one. that specifically? Hope nothing ever happens to my wife. Man. He writes in quotes. <laughs> he writes in quotes. I hope nothing ever happens to my wife. Why would he write my wife in quotes? <laughs> in his journal. <laughs> Jaminda. Sweet Jaminda. <laughs> Sweet Jaminda. Sweet sister Jaminda. only in name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, no, you don't find uh. anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all right, so to the kennel, is that where we're going? Yep. All right, so all right. following the, the adjunct professor, adjunct instructor's lead. All right, so you go back downstairs, and uh, I mean, you really don't have any idea where the kennel is. There's a million doors here. Um, but if you stand there long enough. LaRouche! You just like, scream in the hallway. Uh, you don't see Laurentia, <laughs> but a, uh, uh, a woman comes up to you, perhaps a serving woman. Well, hello. Um, um, are you uh, guests of uh, the Baron and the Baroness? Yes, we are, and uh, we are uh, interested in speaking with the kennel master. Could you direct us uh, to them, please? Oh, uh, the kennel master, Gavril, is uh, just a second door on your right. Uh, be careful, there are many dogs in there. Uh Thank you so much. And she, runs uh, and she points to uh, this door uh, directly across from the sitting room you're in, talking to Anya. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, Alfonso will open the door. You open the door, and shagunkunkagoo. Whoa. Oh, dear. You open the door, and uh, there are, uh, on both sides of the room, rows of painted kennel houses. Uh, it's not on the map, but... Um, each of them uh, are uh, large enough to hold uh, an enormous dog, as evidenced by the half a dozen or so enormous dogs uh, sleeping, pacing, or contentedly eating large chunks of raw red meat throughout the room. Uh, the dogs uh, look to be well cared for, um, and indeed, the kennels as a whole are in better shape than the rest of the house <laughs> in many ways. Uh, you see an older man, uh, you know, middle-aged to older man with pale white skin and tufts of black hair peeking out from underneath the scally cap, uh, brushing one of the dogs in the back. Uh, he stands up and looks at you uh, as you enter. Oh, may I oh. help you? Yeah, gent instructor, please. I, I had opened the door, but you go ahead, walk in. Forgive our intrusion, sir. We are guests of the Baron and Baroness. Allow, allow us to introduce ourselves. I am Maxine Vetro. Oh, da- down, Yosef, down, Yosef. Uh, one of the dogs like starts growling at you. Uh, you must, I must apologize. These dogs, uh, they are uh, they are wild animals. I spend a lot of time with them, and I can uh, control them. Especially Yosef here. He is uh, quite a beast. Down, sit, Yosef, and the dog sits. And just starts gnawing on a bone. I'm sorry. Uh, please continue. Oh no, I am Maxine Vetro, adjunct instructor of anthropology, and uh-huh. these are my companions, uh-huh. who will introduce themselves. Good, good. I am Alfonso Moria. I'm Braven Gashkar, and I, the Unbroken. I'm Braven. Uh, I'm, uh, and he farts again. 
I'm sorry, one of the dogs must have uh, <laughs> eaten too many cucumber I mean, sandwiches. Can I have some of their raw meat? I'm sorry, uh, no, it's just that a, is, uh, the cucumber sandwiches aren't agreeing with me. He's yelling at another dog. <laughs> uh, uh, gentlemen, lady, uh, I, I, I'm very busy. Uh, May I, may I help you? What, what would you like? Uh, are you here on official business? Uh, I'm afraid so. We're here. We are investigating and contact tracing the recent disease that has swept the city, and we're wondering uh, if you might be able to shine a light, as it were, on some of the recent goings on. I do not know. Without. Casting a shadow over the truth, as it were. <laughs> yes, uh, you, are, you play with words, but I, uh, I do not know such things. I am a simple uh, kennel master. Uh, I do know I am the last of my kind uh, uh, left here in the manor house, but uh, I, uh, I do not know these things. I am not a doctor. I am uh, blessed to not be sick, uh, but it is probably because I am here and not out there. Forgive us for being so blunt, but... Uh... We were I will told not. that. <laughs> All right, I will forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we were told that the Baron dismissed all Kyle members of the household, but not you. Why would he do such a thing? He looks at your. Uh, when you use the word Kyle instead of Fetchling, he regards you. Well, uh, it's because of Yosef to be honest. Uh, he loves this dog, and uh, I am the only one that can uh, rein him in. Right, Yosef? Uh, he's a good dog, but he is big, he's strong, and uh, even though he is special to the Baron, the Baron and him do not always get along, so he needed me. I uh, I took it as a, a, a blessing. Forgive me, that was not actually my question. My question was... Why would he dismiss all Kyle from his household? I believe uh, it is not my place to say such things, but I, I have heard uh, that uh, perhaps uh, the Kyle uh, were responsible for this disease. Uh, that is what they said. Uh, I do not think it is true, um, but I, it is not my job. To have an opinion on such things. I brush dogs, I feed dogs, I take care of Yosef. Uh, this is what I have heard. Uh, if I did not have uh, this indispensable talent, as it were, perhaps I would have been cast out as well. Um, it is not have the Kyle in, in the city fallen victim to the disease? Uh, I do not believe uh, they have uh, gotten sick. Uh, but I do not know. I have not seen my uh, my family in a few weeks. <sighs> that must be very difficult. Yes, it is. Um, we he are. Kinda, uh, he kind of gets lost for a second. Our plan was to go down into Shane Town today. If you'd like us to communicate a message to your family or extend them some kind of update if you, you'd like roll a diplomacy check alright I will hmm 
you know, diplomacy checks is some fun. We, you know, we do, we roll them all the time, but it's, it's a, it's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a rule that we don't always play really close attention yeah, to. We never, yeah, the, you know, the changing uh, if you attitudes. you play it by the rule, it's so very brutally hard. difficult. You want to try yeah, and yeah, turn a hostile hard. person to at least it's, unfriendly. It's, it's DC 25 plus the creature's yeah. charisma modifier. Now, this guy isn't hostile. Right. I'd, I'd say he's indifferent. Uh, the book also says that. Uh, and so the diplomacy to turn him to friendly is 15 plus his charisma modifier. And for every five you go over that, you could go from friendly all the way to helpful. Um, but to get from hostile to like just unfriendly is DC 25 plus the charisma modifier. It's incredibly hard. Now, I think one of the reasons we kind of dispense with the, the hard rules is we give a lot of bonuses uh, for the flavor of the role play. Um, and it's kind of like an unwritten bonus. I feel like if you're close enough and you role played well, eh, I'll give it to you. If you're close enough and you role played poorly, eh, you don't get it. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the role play. So, what'd you roll? Well, the professor gets a plus 13 to her diplomacy. Ooh. Ooh. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. And, uh, and I rolled a 13. So, I got a 26. <gasps> so, for a middling, yeah. a middling roll for her. So, he. Charming woman. He would go from indifferent all the way to helpful. You know, your, your mention of Kyle, instead of using uh, the more uh, derogatory or less widely used term fetchling, um, immediately made him regard you uh, with a little more respect. And now you're offering to, like, help him and go talk to his family. And so he, uh, he kind of puts the brush down and he leans in and he's like, uh, you say you are... Uh, here to help. Yes. If what you say is true, then perhaps you can help uh, me. Uh, I do not ask much, but I have a uh, situation, and uh, you appear to be trustworthy. Perhaps you can help. Uh, if not, it will sort itself out one way or another. Before all this uh, disease... Tallowthroat, as they call it, started spreading uh, before the other Kyal were released from the manor and before people started disappearing all over Carpad. I was uh, having an affair with um, one of the citizens. One of the citizens who unfortunately also recently disappeared. I tell you, my friends, I, I am not a uh, home wrecker, but love is love, passion is passion. But she was married. Her name is Irini, and we were together right up until her disappearance. You must understand, uh, human Kyle relationships are still considered taboo in Carpad, even though some say the Kyle have been here longer than the humans. But especially now, in this time of panic, it is frowned upon, and the combination of adultery and Irini's abduction means that if the affair, the affair became public, I would have to flee the valley or be killed, perhaps, uh, because I last saw Irene on the afternoon of her disappearance. But I tell you this. I know that I was not the last person to see Irene. Go on. I had to sneak out the window, as I often did, 
I am ashamed sometimes when I think about it, but I loved her. I loved her like I have never loved anyone. But her friend, uh, Catalina, had come to visit a chandler. She arrived for lunch. We we'd lost track of time. And that was the last time I saw her. Shortly thereafter, I was uh, confined here. The other Kayal were let go, and I do not know what to do. I cannot go and find her. I am not allowed to leave the house, but I also fear that once people know not only of the affair, but that I saw her on the last day, the last afternoon, before she disappeared, it could mean terrible things for my safety. So if you are going out there, perhaps in your travels, if you find out any information about Irini, it would be most helpful. I know nothing about leading a double life. (laughs) (laughs) But But I do have a certain... Sensitivity <sighs> to your situation. I can imagine. I can imagine. imagine. I can empathize in a theoretical way. <laughs> Sympathy. <laughs> and yes, exactly. <laughs> I wish there were a word for it, but. Uh, you really got to get a dictionary, Maxine. <laughs> Should have grabbed it upstairs. I guess that's why you're not a doctor. <laughs> uh, I don't know why Braven is being so rude in the middle of this uh, yeah. very sensitive moment, but. Uh, you can count on us. And on our discretion. Thank you. You're very kind. Uh, as I said, uh, there are a lot of complications. I do not regret what I did. I know people were hurt, but we were drawn to each other. There was nothing else we could do. I just want to make sure she is okay. What do you think happened to her? I do not know. I have not been out in so long. All I hear is these stories that things are happening all over Carpath. The disease, the disappearance. Uh, perhaps they are one and the same. There's uh, an evil lurking about. Uh, I do not know. Well, we shall go out into the city just right now. We shall investigate the disappearance of your Irene. Yes, um, I promise I, you. Yes, sorry, I promise you. I I swear on all our lives, we shall return with her this very night. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will hold you uh, to your word. My I feel friend. like. I feel like deep down, <laughs> Skid is starting to hate this game. So much in general. (laughs) From the time he's like, as long as you can promise, we will all return alive. (laughs) It's like, I'm so sick of being sent out to die. Every (laughs) And every quest being a red herring for something else. (laughs) Uh, Not even God himself could stop us from returning with your love. <laughs> um. I also could I do a perception check on the dog? Is is there yeah. anything strange happening with this sure. dog that would? Yeah, why, perception. Why it's so ill-tempered? 
Uh, 14. It's just like a huge, almost 200-pound, aggressive mastiff. Um, you know, people who keep these as pets, they need a professional. You know, it's like Ramsey's hounds. I've uh, I've had to, like, I helped a woman who was being dragged by a Great Dane once, which is not quite a mastiff, but in a similar power range. Holy shit, they are powerful. They are so strong. They don't necessarily want to hurt you. It's the same thing with pit bulls, but they are just so powerful. It's crazy. Four of them in yeah, the room yeah. that aren't even friendly towards us. It would be pretty scary to be in there, I think. Yeah, it's an, and it's an aggressive one. Um, you saw it growl as you came in, but he has a, a, kin, a relationship with him. So what do you want to do? Um, Alfonso wants to ask this guy, and I, honestly, he doesn't care about doing it in front of uh, his allies because they know, and they would have seen this over the last two weeks, and it's not something I bring up often because we're always so in the moment and, and you know around NPCs, we don't do a lot of the downtime stuff, but... This is important to realize for his character. Uh, he is going to say to the guy, now that he's you know seems sort of friendly and turned around on us. Uh, of course, we would love to uh, help you and track uh, track her down. Any information we can get, uh, we will. And now I must ask you to do a favor for me. And I do not ask you to do it for me for free. I will pay you well for your discretion. You are uh, often able to give these beasts uh, large chunks of raw meat uh, and I'm afraid that uh, I suffer from a desire for some of it myself if you could uh, perhaps pull aside a little of the raw blood that comes with this meat I would greatly appreciate it and again your discretion would be much appreciated and he's going to give him five gold pieces and roll a diplomacy check. Wow. Okay, roll diplomacy. Uh, 27. Ooh. Okay. Wow. It's an odd request. You, you go to hand him the money and he puts his hand up. And he's like, I will admit it. It is an odd request, but it is an odd world that we live in. I do not need your money. I have plenty of raw meat blood to go around I uh, if you are able to help me or if not you seem like good people uh, the blood is yours well then I thank you uh, it is I'm afraid a sickness uh, it is something that I am unable to control I wish I could but but I cannot and it is going to be... It will ease my mind greatly to know that I do not need to seek it elsewhere uh, beyond the meat you feed the dogs. So thank you. I will give you the blood of our choicest cuts. <laughs> prime. Prime cuts. Uh, all right. Um, so what do you guys want to do? I mean, I would also just like... We don't need to roleplay this, but can we get background on like where we should go to find, you know this Catalina and also maybe his family and you know maybe some pointers on going through Shade Town as it's apparently called yeah Shade Row um, Shade I think Row. I said Shade Town they go by it goes by both names uh, alright so going back uh, I think you guys Shade are back Row. on the car pad Matt <laughs> now yes yep alright yep. so uh, where I'm pinging can right we get here very, is the manor. can we get very tiny representations of ourselves it's very very tiny ant like well you don't see them <laughs> uh, well played, La Valley. Oh my God, is that someone jogging? 
<laughs> look at look at Yosef and baby Marek. Uh, they're all there. All right, so you're up here on the hill in uh, Boroy Manor. Down here is Shade Row. Um, you passed it on your way in. The Temple of Zonkuthan is just on the other side of the river, uh, north of Shade Row. Uh, you know, if you're just asking Gavril or, like, finding out some information from the Major Domo before you go, um, he'll tell you that, like... Uh, uh, right when you cross the bridge is kind of the area where the town watches. Um, and then you've got the center of town uh, in the back, uh, in the far farther north area. Uh, and there's like a big bar that everybody goes to called the Weeping Willow. Uh, just on like, uh. so it's like a town square. Um, and so the, the Weeping Willow, uh, it's trivia night tonight. Uh, oh, nice. And then <sighs> the... Uh, Catalina's shop, the Chandlery, if you ask about, it's right uh, at the bend in the, the river. Chandler, you guys know what a Chandlery is? They make candles. Yeah, so she's a candle maker. Uh, and nice. her oh, shop. she is the Chandler. I thought her name was Chandler. Yeah, no, Catalina, you know, the you know, Chandler. The Chandler. You, the Chandler. You know what they make uh, candles out of? Tallow! <laughs> ah! <laughs> there you go. Thickens. With all the, as they say. the bonfires and the torches, you would have assumed that business is booming for Catalina. Uh, but that's that's the overview of the town. Uh, obviously, once you get in there, you'll see a lot more. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, to Shade Town? To or Shade, Shanty? Shade Row. Shade Row. Shade Down on Shade Down Row. Down on Shade Row. Down on Shade Row. Uh, all right. So, you start heading. Uh, you leave the barony. Uh, you leave Boroy Manor. Uh Laurentio says, I will see you when you return. And you start walking down towards Shade Row. When you get to the bridge that leads into town, uh, you notice that looking into town to your right, to the north, uh, you don't see a lot of people. But then you see, uh, similar to what uh, Maxine saw, a couple people running. Running to the north. Everybody roll a perception hmm. check. Are they sprinting? <laughs> are they jogging? It's a big difference. They're running like they're trying Ooh. to catch up to something. Uh, so as 10? fast as they can. They're yeah. not pacing themselves. 26 from Braven. 26 Ooh. exactly. Oh, high five 26. Oh, yeah. 16 for the adjunct instructor. Okay. Karazor? Uh, 10. 10. All right. So everyone except Karazor, and obviously Braven, you hear it a lot more clearly, so I'll give Braven the, the real low down. Uh, you hear in the distance. I'm sorry, and Alfonso. Maybe towards the. Uh, I, I ask for these roles, and then I don't listen to what the responses are. I just I, I hear yeah, one. You of them just hear like, one number. Oh, so Braven, and you're like twenty six. Uh, so Braven and Alfonso especially really hear this, but to a certain extent, uh, AI Maxine Vetro hears a little bit too. You hear sounds like it's coming from the northeast. Uh, the din of a shouting crowd filling the air, and you see people running in that direction. Oh, maybe we should go. Let's let's uh, we should we check let's that follow. out? Yes, yes. Uh, there I is. didn't. I didn't see anything, but I think we should investigate this mysterious whatever it is that happened. That I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I <laughs> I just explained it to you, Carazo. Oh, you did. Oh, thank you, thank you. You are my eyes and ears, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, it's gotten hard since your cataracts, <laughs> but I'm here to help you. You cross. My tiny uh, glasses fell off. <laughs> you, yeah, or is it a what are they called? Is that a pont pontness? 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 Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Pont, 
That's not, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll jog, we'll jog north. So you start jogging uh, north. You go over the bridge, um, and you head in the direction. You see you're, like, catching up to some of the people that are running in the direction. And as you go, all of a sudden, you see a crowd uh, up ahead uh, on the northeast side of town um, as it opens up into the town square. So you go all the way up to where the square is. You see an inn, a smithy, a carriage house marking three sides of the town square, paved with cobblestones. This isn't the dirt roads of Ravenmore anymore. Uh, there's a gnarled, leafless oak growing in the northeast corner. Three thick branches uh, from the tree are standing straight up uh, amongst a bunch of kindling on the ground around it. And three kyal are tied to stakes oh, surrounding no. the kindling. Oh, no! And you see a middle-aged man, like, up on a dais near where the, uh, the, uh, the kindling and the stakes are. And, uh, oh, no, excuse me, the, the, the three Kyle's, a middle-aged man, a woman, and a younger man. And all around them are dozens of uh, villagers forming, like, an angry mob. And standing near the stakes on, on this little uh, dais is uh, a man with the Boroi heraldry on him. Uh, and he is holding a torch and addressing the crowd. And he's like, wild-eyed, he's like, these vile shadows stole not only my daughter right from our home, my sweet, sweet Olya. We must have justice for what they have done to this town with the disease that they have spread as well. They are bringing a plague to Carpad, a plague that they can use as a precursor to a revolution against us. We will burn them. We will burn them all for what they have done. And we'll see oh you next week. Oh, Jeepers, oh, man. Come on. Oh, oh no. A witch turning. Oh, There's a witch. This was to... There's a witch. This was supposed to be a simple plague <laughs> investigation. It's just a simple plague investigation. Did she float? Oh, burning God. witches. Did she float? Podcast SideQuest Side Sesh Series is a Glass Cannon Network production. Paizo Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo Inc. and are used with permission. The Glass Cannon Network is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Inc.